Are you ready to become the top in your field? I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to the Tradeswoman Talk Podcast, a show designed for you. One that strives to forge solidarity amongst tradeswomen. For years, this has been predominantly a male-driven industry. However, we are now entering a new era, one where whatever we truly desire can be ours. Like we have been saying for years, jobs don't have genders. On this show, we'll share information with each other as a collective to empower each other. I love being a part of such a great community. Share with us your trade secrets as we share ours with you. It's our time to do more than survive. It's our time to thrive. We're happy to have you here with us on the Tradeswoman Talk podcast. And now your host of the show, Judeline Cassidy. Judeline Cassidy. Tradeswoman Talk is brought to you by our friends at SupplyHouse.com. Home to over 100,000 plumbing, heating, and HVAC supplies. SupplyHouse.com has everything you need from replacement parts to expansion tanks and other specialties. They've got you covered. Pros can take advantage of SupplyHouse.com's Tradesmaster program to receive free shipping, free returns, exclusive deals, and a dedicated phone line. Their customer service and inventory can't be beat. So be sure to start your next job with SupplyHouse.com. Getting your parts on time won't be a pipe dream. Welcome and thanks for joining us on another episode of Tradeswoman Talk. My name is Judeline Cassidy. I am a plumber, a keynote speaker, and the CVO, which is the Chief Visionary Officer at Tools and Tiaras, Inc. And one, and today, I have a special treat. I have a co-host. Her name is Andrea Harris-Miller, and we have an awesome guest. Her name is Tara Davis. So, Andrea, could you introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, I'm Andrea Harris-Miller, mother of one awesome 12-year-old boy, co-director of Tools and Tiaras, also the only female cement mason at FDNY, also known as the Fire Department of New York City, and the real cement mason in the Dove Beauty Bar commercial. And we also have today joining us Tara from Tough as Nails. Tara, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Tara. I am an iron worker um, who was on season one of Tough as Nails, um, and I'm a mother of four. So before we get into our awesome conversation with Tara, I want to read a little bit about her bio. Tara Davis is a mother of four and a proud union iron worker from Seattle Local 86. Tara was born and raised in Elk Plain, Washington. Before becoming an iron worker in 2018, Tara worked as an orthodontic technician for 10 years. Despite a tough childhood, she never let it define her future. Tara is married to Hugh Craig, a structural iron worker, and enjoys living in Pierce County with her two daughters and two sons. She is on a mission to prove that women are on par with men and can face any challenge head on if they are determined and motivated. So, Tara, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, before we get into our conversation, we do this thing with all our guests. We have a segment called Five in Five. So I'm going to ask you five questions, and you only have two choices. And I'm sure 
you're going to be like all our other guests, always trying to cheat. So, but you only got two choices. <laughs> okay, so Tara, are you ready? Yeah. She's ready, people. The kids want ice cream. You get to the store. Not much is left. Your choice is Ben and Jerry's strawberry cheesecake or half-baked. Half-baked. Nice. You get to work and you realize, oh my gosh, I forgot my boots at the front door. There are two pair of work boots in your size available. Which is it going to be, Red Wings or Thurgood boots? Oh, Red Wings, no doubt. <laughs> nice. COVID-19 is finally over, all right? It's time to take the kids out of the house. Where do you go, Disney or Universal Studios? Disney. Favorite holiday, Halloween or Christmas? Halloween, for sure. If you had a choice, a, a quality between grit and moxie, which one would you prefer? Grit. Someone has. <laughs> <laughs> you are forced to choose. I love if any one of you are listening to our podcast right now and you haven't watched Tough as Nails, you should. I was definitely hooked. How did you, Tara, hear about Tough as Nails and what made you want to participate in that experience? So another sister iron worker came up and said, hey, there's this new show that's coming out. I applied. All of you ladies need to apply. So we all put in applications. I personally didn't know too much about it until after I put in my application. And then I, you know, I asked my husband, like, do you really think that I should go through with it if they contact me? And he's like, babe, everything happens for a reason. So you better go through with it. So yeah, it was just kind of like a spur of the moment type thing. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it happened, which I never thought nice it would ever happen right. to anyone like me. So yeah. Definitely. I believe what your husband said. And before, you know, as a little side note, Andrea also tried out because I forced her to do it. <laughs> 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 Andrea, you want to share a little bit about that? Uh, how it was I here? tried out for Tough as Nails and I was called down to the audition down in Manhattan. And they're like, at first I researched it and I thought it was just a show to build a house. And I was like, I could do that. <laughs> then they said, Burpee towels. I'm like, what? <laughs> Burpees. <laughs> How many? And I was so beat up after that challenge. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much. So I understand where you have to be tough physically mm -hmm. and mentally in order to be on that show. And I thought I, I'm, I know I'm tough physically, but that burpee challenge took me out. So kudos to you, sister. I'm not going to lie, girl. That was my first time ever doing burpees, too. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, afterwards, I was exhausted. But, like, the next day, I had muscles hurt. I didn't even know I had. Like, Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what? Uh, what you prove by doing that is that sometimes when we're uncomfortable, amazing things happen. And it, it was just an amazing thing. Andrea has a question because we try, we, she, this is our new format. We haven't done this. So be patient with us a little bit. <laughs> now on Tough as Nails, you were given several challenges to complete with teammates. You had to be a team leader, a team member. Was being Tough as Nails on, on the cast of Tough as Nails as hard as 
being an iron worker. And I know, especially being a woman in the trades, it's physical as well as mental. Was it anything in comparison to to work, your daily? I would say definitely, and a lot more mentally challenging than what I've ever faced on a job site. You know, when you get with a new crew, you have to get along with each other, get to know each other, and be able to trust each other with your lives in just a matter of moments. And so that was kind of like, all of us are pretty shy on Savage, too. So it's like, okay, we're all trying to get to know each other. But I felt like even though we didn't know each other at first, we all worked together hand in hand very well. And then, yeah. And to me, it helps like knowing too, like, okay, Lynette, who's also in a construction trade, she's a welder. So that helps so much for me to get more comfortable too, of like, okay, this girl knows what I go through too, because she's on the same job site I am every day. First and foremost, you are a mother. What do you love most about being a mom? And what is the most difficult struggle you have facing being a mother of four? I love everything about being a mom, especially the fact that I I have four kids. They all have completely different personalities and they all have taught me something different about life. Challenging part is I do have a child with special needs. Her name's America. She's medium functioning autistic. So it's juggling work with kids' life as well as all of her therapies and everything that she needs and all the other kids keeping them a normal childhood of all their sports that they play and all of that. So juggling and multitasking is the hardest part about being a mom of four, for sure. Absolutely. I was very intrigued when I learned that you were an orthodontic technician of 10 years. What circumstances happened in life that made you decide to become a union iron worker and leave your profession as an orthodontic technician? So I loved ortho. I had a complete passion for it for years. But the office I was working at sold to a corporate office from private practice and everything just kind of changed. So I told my husband, like, you know, maybe now's the time to either advance in the dentistry or choose a different career. So I did apply for dental school. My interview for that was going to be on a Thursday. And I also applied for the union nine workers because my husband was like, babe, just do it. Like, I think you could do it. Look how much I make with no student debt. Um, (laughs) Why go back into debt when we could be making twice this much? As well as he reminded me of when our son was born three three months premature, our local helped us out. You know, we weren't prepared to have him three months early or to take time off work. And they all bound together and helped pay our bills for the month. So that spoke so much to me. So I thought, okay, if there's a way that I could ever give back to them, it would be, you know, by trying to join. So my hell day was on a Wednesday. My dental interview was on a Thursday. Um, I went, I made it. And my husband told me too, you know, everything happens for a reason. Try it out. If it's not for you, then you could always go back to dental school. So we just kind of ran with it. 
Yo, positive husband. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's <laughs> the, he, listen, put him in a bottle and then we can share him around because um, not a lot of men would want to share the woman being on a construction site going to be completely and mostly surrounded by men. So when you get home, uh, while you're home right now, give him a high five for me and tell him I is a fellow UA plumber sister said, thank you. Because that's rare, like mm-hmm. that men want, you know, and it's great that he supported you and told you all the obvious and amazing reasons. And that's some of the reasons I love being a union member to see when our brothers and sisters are hurt. We pick up collections. We do what we have to do to make sure their family make it through it. And I love that about the, the, the unity in the, in being a a union member. So I'm so glad that that was the, that convinced you because here you are on a journey to become an iron worker. So what stage are you right now as an iron worker? So I'm a fourth period apprentice. Um, I just finished second year school and going right along, I guess. (laughs) It's crazy to me that it's already almost over because we only have eight periods. So, and there's still so much to learn, but. And can you tell everyone out there how many years is the apprentice program for an iron worker? So iron worker apprentice program is four years long and every period is six months long. But once you complete the four years, not only are you a journeyman iron worker who has full benefits and complete full package and annuity and you're vested, but you also get a associate's degree in, what is it? It's okay. It's okay because it's, it's okay because <laughs> we have the same thing. We have the same thing, and I think what a lot of people don't realize, and you just shared that that through the union, you are able to get a college degree yeah. and not have that college degree debt. And um, you know, you had said something. I read. Um, I follow you on Instagram that. You love the fact that you don't let anybody say who you are. What is the most important thing about who you are that you would want people to know about you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, So one thing that, like, my grandparents always told me, too, is no matter what, you're going to be part of a statistic, but always be the part of the statistic that succeeds. There's a lot to every person, but never lose sight of where you want to be in life. Where, you know, whatever Mm. happened in your past or the way that you were brought up, that doesn't define your future. You're in control of everything from there on out. Great grandmother. She was words of wisdom. I I totally believe in it. I had a difficult childhood myself and um, being able to like leave that there and know that I can push forward and change, you know, by daily making the steps. And if you listen to us from, you know, if you research, you look at Tara's um, bio or you research and you Google her, we all have struggles and that doesn't define us. And even Andrea, she has her own struggle being an, you know, a cement mason and her mom being in the union and uh, having to sacrifice and do things for her family. We all have it. But what I loved about you and you proved that and your amazing group did that was that you guys just kept on pushing through, pushing through. So were you guys as nervous 
uh, like I, I was watching it, right? So <laughs> when Murph was doing it, and my, and I love Murph, like I want to like I want to be his uh, apprentice because he just has this gentle uh, spirit and also that strength that I love about him that he's not harsh in the way he he gets you to do things. So I was like all team Murph, but when I was watching it. I was really scared that he was not going to win because I was all in and I was seeing it and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was sweating. Were you guys experiencing it in real time the same way? And how did you feel during that time watching that episode and doing it also? So the final episode, there's so many moments of just nervousness because you want him to win. You know, he's on Savage Crew. But at the same time, you want everyone to win because, you know, Miles's background, you know, Danny's background, you know, that they all have it yeah. in them. But there came to a point where I was like, oh, my gosh, Danny might have this. But Murph being a veteran, veterans have that dark place where they don't see, they don't hear anything. They just get it done. They don't feel any pain during mm-hmm. that. And you could just see him get into that zone. And it was like. I don't know, just a breathtaking sight, really, because, you know, he's in that zone. He doesn't feel the pain right now. He doesn't even hear us screaming, go Murph or anything like that. And he just did it, you know, and that takes a lot of grit to be able to do as well. How do you stay motivated and what brings joy? And what is also your favorite iron working tool? How do I stay motivated is many reasons, really. I want to be able to prove to my kids that you can do anything that you set your mind to. Even if statistics tell you, hey, you're, you know, you're only 130 pounds or five foot five, there's no way you can be an iron marker. But proving to them every day that you can. And as well as like <laughs> kind of showing those guys too, like, hey, we're here. We're not going anywhere. And I can do anything that you can do. Yes, it may take me a different way of doing it than opposed to watching you do it, but it's still going to get done. You know, there's a a thousand ways to skin a cat. My favorite tool, so I love rod busting. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. So, I mean, my pliers on my right hand, you know, you can't rod bust without (laughs) those. But, yeah, I mean, I'm new to the structural side right now. I'm on the plumb up crew, so it's learning all of that too has just been amazing all in all the total station kind of scares me but we're learning it (laughs) we're getting it done nice and uh if you had this opportunity to have a drumbatron in a huge football game to put up a quote a saying a motivational line what would you put up there oh my goodness i mean i always tell my kids a you can do anything that you put your mind to but also giving anything less than your best is sacrificing the gift. And you don't know what mm. gift you have unless you, you try and you give it your all. Nice. As a woman, because a lot of times for me, I am the only woman on my crew all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, pretty much all the time. What challenges have you faced being a woman in construction? Oh, goodness. Where do we start? I feel like I'm more more so blessed of being in Seattle because right now we do have more ironworker women than most areas in general. So a lot of the guys here are very 
understanding and open, like, hey, we are here. It's not that much of a rarity, but there are plenty of times where I've been the only female on the job site. Biggest challenge for me is like the look that they give you when you walk up. Like, oh, <laughs> I asked for a hand and they send you. Okay, well, we're busting <laughs> rods here, you know, and they're all like six foot three, like 200 pounds. And then you're five foot five, 130, and they just kind of look you up and down. But seeing <laughs> their face at the end of the day, when they're giving, they're trying to give you the hardest task to try and get you A, to quit, or B, say, hey, I can't do this. Let me do something else. Never using the word that I can't, because I can do anything. It, it might take a little bit longer. I am learning, but <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong at the end of the day. So I don't. Nice. it's just kind of like to the greatest compliment is when those guys who you could tell were judging you the whole time, when you walked up onto that job site, tell you at the end of the day, like, dude, you are like one of the guys now. Like you are one hard worker. You can do anything that we've thrown at you. It just kind of makes you feel more like they're accepting. Yeah. And that's all what we were looking for to prove that, hey, we love all our trades just as much as you do. Exactly. And uh, I'm glad that at the end of the day, after the CU did all of that, they're like, oh, God, the girl got skills. She got great. And, and listen, I am. Um, one of those people who boasts about Andrea and all my other sisters and the other trades will tell you, I boast about the plumbing being the best trade. I can help it. You know how we, we banter around the trades. But yeah. <laughs> I, always say, I always say that my superheroes on every job, my ironworker sisters and brothers, I look at you guys like in amazement. I'd be like, just Absolutely. sometimes just snapping pictures. I, you are my superheroes on the job site. Don't tell anybody I said that because I boast about <laughs> the plumbers. I have to tell you, even to the little girls, I boast all the time. One message you think every woman should hear and what do you love most about yourself? Oh my goodness. I mean, I would have to say what my grandma says is no matter what, you're going to be a statistic. So choose to be the statistic that succeeds. You know, as a, a woman in the trades, we're always, we're going to be a statistic no matter what, but never prove them that we're anything less than them. Mm. And, you know, and I don't know, I would say like the thing that I love about myself is just my determination to never give up. And always have a good attitude every day. I feel like when you come onto a job site, everybody kind of feels or feeds off of everybody else's vibe. So if you come on and the vibe's kind of off, just have a good attitude and everyone else will follow suit as well. Totally agree. People always talk about your best projects, the best job that they've been on, the biggest job that they've been on. You very rarely hear people talk about the toughest projects that they've been on. For you, what is, and we're not from Seattle, we're New Yorkers, of course. For you, what is your toughest project? And, and I could, I could run into one really quick one. For me, it was the rebuilding of down at the World Trade Center. I worked on a path tunnel from New York to New Jersey, and that was tough. So what was your toughest project? I honestly, my toughest project was my favorite project. And that was also building a tunnel um, in Bellevue. It was my first job in iron as well. But it's bigger bar 
it's fast work. It's, I mean, you're literally packing for 10 hours a day. And it's, I mean, to me though, I felt like, Hey, you know what? I'm getting paid to work out right now. So this is great, but very backbreaking, um, very tiresome. But I mean, you learned everything on that job too. Not only about radius bars, lower mats, hair pinning, doing walls. It was just kind of everything in one, which, I mean, I learned a lot. It was difficult though, because it's all, you know, in the beginning, it's all Greek to you. You don't know anything about the trade. You're learning it all. But it was also the funnest project because I got to see everything and then see it through. Not a lot of people have been able to be on a site on the first day that the iron workers got there and be there until the last day of it being complete. So that to me was the coolest but the hardest at the same time. Before we go, I have a final question for you. If you wake up tomorrow morning and you can instantly change the world for women and girls, what would you like to do and what would you want to see? I think I would want to see more women do things that we've never done before and it be accepted and, you know, that nobody's there to talk badly about them instead of just supporting them all the way through. Like, wow, look what that woman did. Not, oh, well, she only got there because of this or because of that. No, at the end of the day, look what we've done. Look where we are and where we're headed. You know, and then to have more women support each other. Because I don't feel like right now in this world, there's enough of that. You know, and you see it on a site too, like, I'm the type, if I see another female, I'm like, hey, like, I kind of want to be your friend. What's up? But sometimes you feel like, they're kind of intimidated, like, oh, why why are you talking to me? Like, we're supposed to be like competition. Oh, no, girl, you're my sister. Come on. We're going to do this. We're going to do this together. If I see you struggling, I'm going to help you out. If you see me struggling, you get my back too. You know, at the end of the day, like, we all just need to support each other. Yeah, I love, I love that. So Tara, how can our audience connect with you? What social media are you on? And everyone who's listening, we're also going to put it in the link. How can someone collect, uh, connect with you if they wanted to, you know, put you in an amazing commercial, which I sh- think you should be in? Like my friend, the Dove Girl, down, you know, that Dove Girl. Like, I would love, like, how can someone connect with you? Yeah. <laughs> how can we connect with you on social media? So I am on Facebook, which... People kind of laugh about it because I have a Batman obsession. So my name on social media is Tara Wayne, as in Bruce Wayne. I like that. And on Instagram, it's that one Batmom. So T-H-A-T-O-N-E-B-A-T-M-O-M. Are you on LinkedIn at all or no? No. I'm kind of lame when it comes to social media. I'm on, oh, I still have a MySpace, but nobody's on there. (laughs) (laughs) She does. She does. A what? A MySpace. MySpace. Did you say MySpace? Yes, she did. Okay, leave her alone. That's our sister. All right. I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, <laughs> I logged in like two weeks ago and saw like no yeah. friends were on there. It's like this friend last logged in seven years ago. I'm like, dang, where have I been? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best story I've heard so far. That is so cool that you did all oh, that. That was really good. Um, Andrea, do you have um, one last thing to share before we uh, leave? 
I just want to tell Tara, thank you so much for accepting my follow on Instagram because I actually reached out to Tara via Instagram and, and it was on a whim. I, I said, let me just send her a message and see if she would respond. And not only did she respond, she actually followed me back, which was actually really cool because, you know, you didn't, you don't really, you don't expect that because you just follow random people just to see, you know, what it is that they're doing, especially as a woman in a trade, trade. following another woman in a trade and not just as a former tough as nail auditionee, burpy beat upper. <laughs> I was, you know, I was actually super proud of her that she did all that she did on the show. So just, just thanks for that. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was just, yeah, they know. Thank you. We was just, you know, I, when I saw the show and they were going to the contest, the contestants and the participants, I was like waiting to see union something union. And then there you were. And I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so you did us really proud and team savage. You guys were savage in the way you loved each other, the way you fought for each other. And it brought me great joy. And, um, we are so honored and grateful and thankful for you for being a sister in the trades like us and also for taking time out of your day to share your story, your amazing story with us. And um, we wish you all the best and we will definitely keep, I will keep on stalking you and like watching all your stuff on Instagram and, and so will Anne. So thank you again Absolutely. So much for joining us. Well, thank you guys for the opportunity. Yeah. As soon as, yeah, so I saw you guys both follow. I was like, oh my gosh, more women in the trades and their union. Oh, and then I saw your whole program and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, because this is what girls need for sure. Yes, thank you, thank you so much for being you and and thank continue to be awesome. And um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to us and you hear the sound of our voices. Know that someone out there somewhere is waiting for someone like you to show up for them and say to them, you can be magnificent and you are magnificent. And just keep on trying and making sure that we all continue to lift each other up. Until next time on another episode of Trades Women Talk. Bye, everyone. Really hope you enjoyed this episode of Tradeswoman Talk Podcast. Stay connected with us directly through www.toolsandtierras.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tools and Tierras. I always follow them. I always follow them. If you would like to connect with us, please send us an email through info at toolsandtierras.org. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Until next time, make sure you let someone know how magnificent they truly are.